Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is the Must Read Alaska show, the Friday edition. I'm your host, James Basden, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. Hey, that somewhere today is the virtual studios here in Kenai, uh, the place that I call home. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have this podcast that we put out about three times a week. I get to do the Friday edition of it, uh, which is fun. I get to wrap up the week with all the great stories that, that have been on the website. If you haven't been to the website lately of Must Read Alaska, we ask that you go there and join us. That's the place that you can find, uh, find all the great content that Suzanne Downing has worked on. Of course, the podcast that we put out weekly uh, with Suzanne and John Quick and myself. Um, that's how we, we get the news out and we keep you engaged. So we need your support. Please donate if you get a chance. And we do have a sponsor for this week, and that is Charlie Pierce for Governor. Thank you for that sponsorship, Charlie Pierce for Governor. We greatly appreciate that. Wow, lots of stuff happening this week. Um, it's going to be a fun and interesting show. So sit back as we get to the topics. And again, thank you for joining us. Let's have fun today. So, wow, one of the big stories that uh, hit this week is Elon Musk's offer to buy Twitter uh, for $43 billion. He wants to transfer Twitter into a private company. Uh, for him, uh, it sounds like it's about freedom of speech, which I don't disagree. Uh, he has offered the shareholders of Twitter um, a share of $54.20 per share, uh, which is a, a huge uptick of what it is actually valued at. Um, I think that's um, he, the way he's put it. It's about a 54% premium. Um, I hope that um, I hope that Elon Musk can can make this happen because um, you can tell what's what he is trying to do is that he's trying to put all the social medias uh, on notice. And that notice is, is that you have basically fact checked and stopped free speech to about unlimited um, politicians and government people who are running those who want to get their message out, basically, if you disagree with it, um, it becomes fake news and they cut you off or they say it's disinformation. Um, it's all a bunch of BS. And I think this is the, this is the first thing that hopefully happens, um, especially with, with the election that's going to take place this year. He knows that there needs to be a platform out there to where people can get their message out um, because the way they do the, uh, do all the data and how they, they allow things to be seen and not seen and controlled. Um, it works to their advantage. And when I'm talking about their advantage, I'm talking about the less advantage. It does not work to the right. Um, I mean, even this week, I was listening to one of our, our main, our main radio uh, programs here in the, in the state. And because they hosted the wrong person that said the wrong thing on air, they were um, put in, um, put in basically jail and it was google that basically 
gave them a 24 hour notice and shut their show down and gave them a warning. And if they were to do it again, uh, they could go to 30 days and then be banned completely because again, they don't agree with somebody putting out information. That's not what this is about. And everybody says that all oh, it's private companies, they get to do what they want to. Well, uh, we're dealing with the public square now. This is, this is how we get information out. Look, this is a perfect example of, of must read Alaska. We play on the same platforms. Um, if, uh, if we were to say something wrong that they did not disagree, that they disagreed with, they could ban us from, from their, from their media. And it would hurt, uh, the information that we get out to Alaskans. So I hope that, uh, that everything that Elon Musk is trying to do, I hope it, uh, I hope it shakes it up. It needs to be shaken up. Look, there's lots of media out there. Now, if you think about it, you've got, you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, you've got Gitter, you've got, um, the, the new platform that, um, uh, the, the president, uh, put out uh, truth social. So it's, um, uh, there's, there are different platforms out there, but those big platforms that have the market share and where everybody goes to needs to be free speech. You know, if there's threatening, hateful speech, that's one thing, but just because you disagree with it, it should not be solaced. It should not be shadow banned. It should not be pushed to the background to where uh, the people that you want to see it can't see it. And I think this is the first step. Great for Elon Musk. I support what he's trying to do. I hope it works out. I have reestablished my Twitter account just so I can, I can see how this turns out. And uh, um, it's going to be fun to watch here over the next uh, month or two, two to see whether this hostile takeover takes place. Okay, Alaskans, let's go back and review what took place here a few weeks ago with the election in Anchorage and how everybody was so excited because um, the election was going to flip and Anchorage, basically the assembly and the school district were going to, to, to defeat a lot of the people who were in power to change it and flip it to a more conservative setting in Anchorage. Well, how did that work out? Didn't work out very well, did it? Looks like the mayor does not have much help when it comes to the assembly and the school district basically stayed the same. So for all of you out there, I want you to use this as a litmus test to what I think is going to happen here in the major elections when we start looking at the state level and federal elections. Again, everybody says, oh, it can't happen that, you know, this, this is going to be the year when changes take place because it's so awful. But it's so awful that nobody, for some reason, is getting out and voting when it comes to the conservative side of the election. So either everybody loves the status quo, they love the continued fight when it comes to um, what took place here over the last year, taxes are going to continue to increase. We're printing money that we don't have at all levels. Uh, the federal government is pushing money down that they don't have. That's why we see inflation. The state is going to spend. So here we got uh, the Alaska Senate and House, who has majority of what they call themselves conservative, their budget, they're going to blow it up this year because they have so much extra money to spend when it comes to the increased oil production and the cost of a barrel of oil and all the federal money they're coming in. I mean, it looks like, and, and I know that this number isn't, isn't even right, but $7 billion is what uh, roughly the budget's going to be this year. And we look at all the other things that they put into the budget. I've heard a number of $12 billion. So again, our conservative group who, again, they're going to blame it. Oh, we don't have the majority and we can't do this and we can't do that. Please come back and elect me because you need me there but that voice is not working very well for us. Um, the PFD has taken all the air out of the room when it comes to state politics. And 
for whatever reason. Why is that now the, the main um, political uh, talking point is because they're pandering to everybody to get you to elect them. I will protect and save your PFD. That's the number one thing. Well, how's that worked for the last six years? Not worked very well, right? Then you're going to elect those same people and send them back. If that's your main issue, you need to fix it. You need to get somebody down there. You need to get the majority in place that can fix it. Um, we're going into this ranked choice voting when it comes to the state level and when it comes to the federal level. And already I can see if you're a conservative, you're a Republican, you have three or four, three, two or three of the candidates there, they're going to split the votes. What's that going to do? That's going to allow the left to get their candidate in there because they're going to stick together. They're very smart. You guys are going to beat each other up over the election and you're going to take votes from each other. It's going to happen at all levels of government. Uh, you wait. Um, I've got predictions here on what I think. You think the incumbents are going to uh, to go down big? I don't think so, um, because this uh, ranked choice voting is going to work into the hands of those who wanted it, and we're going to see it play out big time here in the state of Alaska. So get ready. Put your seatbelts on, because I don't see this thing changing, and it should change. In this environment, one of the worst environments that we've had with inflation, something tells me that Alaska is going to be status quo for the next couple of years because I don't think that we can get the people out there engaged on the right and get them out there to fight every day. Uh, so it's up to you to make sure this happens if you want to change. Uh, right now, I'm betting against it. I don't feel confident that uh, we're going to be able to get out there and make a big difference when it comes to the state and federal elections. Hope I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Well, I've got to say, there's a couple governors that I love out there on the national level. And one of them is... Is from that second smallest state in the country after Alaska, and that is Texas and Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, have you been watching what he's been doing here uh, over the last uh, week or so? Uh, he has put the uh, president and the administration on notice that um, they're going to start, and they have started, transporting illegals from Texas to Washington, D.C. and other places. Um, I was looking at the letter that he he put out here to his uh, Division of Emergency Management, directing them to voluntarily transport uh, and coordinate uh, the, the migration of alien, illegal aliens that are coming in. He's going to start shipping them out to other locations and specifically dropped them off right in front of the White House here uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Um, in his letter, Basically, you know, the president is ending the Title 42 expulsions, uh, which allow, which is going to allow, in, in the governor's words here, of about 18,000 migrants per day are going to start coming across his border there in Texas. So they're under attack, absolutely under attack. And again, this is one of those things that uh, you, you look at the secret planes that um, the president and his administration has put in to where... They've been taking illegals and dropping them off at lots of different places uh, throughout the country. Well, um, Governor Abbott is going to put it on those in Washington, D.C. He's going to start dropping them off there. And again, this is a mess. Uh, this is one of those things that here we are. Uh, we talk about um, protecting borders in other places of the world, and we can't even protect our own border. Uh, we have a legal process that we bring people in, and we can make it legally and document them. Uh, we need people to come over here and help and work uh, and do the jobs that a lot of Americans no longer do, and we can do it in a safe manner. Uh, but this is out of control, and it's going to continue to be out of control until we get the right people in place. And uh, 
Thank you, Governor Abbott. I think uh, this is a great way to, to bring attention to it. Keep it up. And um, I guess probably you need to start picking some of the, um, probably the Speaker of the House and start dropping them off at, at, at her doorstep too. Probably be a great place to do it. President Biden. Looks like President Biden's approval rating is crashing. It looks like it is continues to go down every week. Can't get, I can't understand why. Why? Why is the president loved by everyone? I mean, even just this week, let's see, what did he attack? He attacked the Second Amendment, um, the so-called shadow guns that uh, he wants to put the ATF on and limit to, to make sure that you can't buy pieces and uh, parts for guns uh, that you may assemble. Uh, for some reason, um, the president now can write laws. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with, uh, with his um, approval rating. Or, or could it be that, again... Um, his administration just extended the mask mandate uh, on travel, which I think he should keep on until the election. I think that that he is smart to keep this travel um, uh, ban on when it comes to masking because the people love it. They know that it's working. Um, of course, if you want to come across the border illegally, uh, which has taken place, he just uh, uh, he just eliminated the, the lift of the Title 42 at the border to where um, that was basically to tell everybody that the pandemic is over, at least it's over for illegals and as many can come across as they want to. And we don't have to worry about the pandemic at the border, but for some reason for us Americans traveling, it's still important to keep us kind of locked down and make sure that we understand that they have the power. And that's why we have to wear the silly masks that do nothing for us. That science shows has not done anything to help the pandemic over the last two years. So um, I hope that uh, he keeps it on. Something tells me that uh, that will just make, uh, make it that much better for um, the uh, political process. And of course, I'm being facetious because it seems like everywhere you turn that it, what the president has done to us over the last year when it comes to how he's handled the crisis, um, now you see constantly every left-leaning news agency basically blaming the inflation on what's going on uh, with, uh, with the situation uh, overseas. And of course, it does not have anything at all dealing with, with what's going on over there. Inflation started what, uh, at least a year ago. You look at gas prices, you look at food prices skyrocketing. So, so that person making that $15 living wage, how's that working for you now? Seems like uh, they have taken everything away from you that you wanted uh, because the inflation is a tax and it's a tax pretty, pretty much that hits the lowest wage earners the worst. When you go out to your fast food restaurants now, you go out to your, to, to your gas station, you're paying for it. You're getting what you wanted to in this administration, and they're going to blame everybody else. They're not going to blame themselves for what they've done specifically, what they, what they did when it comes to shutting down our country as being one of the, um, the best uh, places to go to to produce oil and gas, to do it safely, to do it environmentally friendly. Um, we stopped all those processes. He attacked that. And from that point on is whenever this started. And uh, he's completely to blame for it. And you know what? For, for the conservatives out there, I want you to take notice because if you don't show up uh, at the polls this year and work hard to get other people elected, the status quo is going to stay there. And I'm going to talk about that in the next section with what happened here just recently in this state 
with the Anchorage election, and you should be put on notice right now. What you're seeing at the federal level, it's going to continue because most of you who need to get engaged are staying on the sidelines, and you need to make sure that you get your friends out there to vote. Okay, so in this section, I want to talk about the Second Amendment and what, uh, what has taken place at the federal level when it comes to the banning of certain types of guns. And I just want to, I want to go back just really quick and, and talk about the Bill of Rights and the first 10 amendments. And amendment number two is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not, shall not be infringed. It is one of the amendments that says it shall not be infringed. So the second amendment is one of the big items that seems to, to, to get noticed every year, uh, specifically whenever we change, change administrations, uh, those that are, are opposed to gun laws and want to see uh, guns removed from American citizens. Uh, President Biden uh, has, is banning homemade uh, 3D made guns with ride ranging rule that will impact uh, hobby gun makers. So ghost guns, uh, 3D guns, uh, the type of guns that you may, that you legally have the right to make in your home uh, to protect your family is what they're going to start attacking. Um, he's got, the president has announced his new nomination for ATF. Steve Dettelbach uh, coming out of Ohio is absolutely, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been an advocate for re reinstating the ban on, on assault weapons and Brady registration. Uh, absolutely wants to uh, take our rights to bear take our right to bear arms away from our American citizens, and uh, that is why uh, the president has has uh, nominated him to fill the ATF. Um, Suzanne Downing has a great article here here on Must Read Alaska dealing dealing with this issue. Um, but again, so privately made guns, uh, what he's looking for is they need to be federally tracked. I want serial numbers on everything. He's going to put uh, a lot of, of the work on to those who, who may purchase these. If you come into a pawn shop, uh, you're going to have to keep records pretty much that uh, are for the rest of, of probably the life of the business and then transfer those records to the federal government. If, uh, if there's anything that um, uh, comes through your hands, um, you know, about 90% uh, of all firearms in the United States um, would have to have a serial number on them. And again, why do we, why do we worry about this? Well, you know what, for me, I just look at what's going on in the, in the other part of the world right now, you know, take an example of Ukraine. Why is it important for Americans to have weapons? They, they said, you know what, you shouldn't have weapons that, that are, that are military style. Well, you know what, Yes, we should. And there is a reason for that, because we we at some point in this country are going to have to defend ourselves. I absolutely believe that. And that's why it's important. It's not just about me having having the proper type of rifle to go out and hunt me having a a handgun to protect myself from a bear. It's also to protect myself from those who may want to do me harm in the government that that could come from other governments that also want to do harm to this country. And that is why Americans have this freedom and we need to make sure we maintain it. Every time it is under attack, we need to make sure that we fight back. Very important. Uh, go to the website, look at what Suzanne Downing has here. Uh, it's a great article that, uh, that she has on what the president wants to do uh, to infringe on your second amendment. 
and uh, be wary. Um, they're always going to try to, to take your rights away. That is what government does. It wouldn't be the Friday edition of the Must Read Alaska show without the mandate freedom section. And I'm going to fall back to uh, one of the articles on Must Read Alaska dealing with the, the CDC and the mandate for travel. And again, here we are. You remember just two years ago, whenever it was, we were just going to mask up for two weeks to stop the spread. Well, now we're just here for two more weeks because there's that other variant that we have to keep everybody masked on, on airlines and buses and traveling. And of course, everybody knows this is foolish. The airlines are getting beat up over it. Could you imagine what it's like to be uh, a flight attendant and having to deal with the, the nonsense that's taking place? The airlines have asked for it to go away. Uh, the federal government basically has moved it from everywhere else um, except for travel. And uh, it's just a, again, it's just a ploy for control. Uh, it has nothing to do with scientific facts anymore, dealing with masking. Uh, and for those individuals who still want to wear a mask, you can wear it. Um, uh, quite a few of you probably will when you get on a plane because it makes you feel safe. Uh, you have been... Um, you've been brought into the conditioning that, uh, the mask is what's going to prevent everything. And we know that all you have to do is look around, uh, look around in Washington, DC, uh, what 18 in the inner circle of the president, um, and, uh, the speaker, uh, had COVID just this week, but what they reported on, none of it was serious. Um, even though they tested positive, uh, nobody went to the hospital, no hospitalizations. And that's typically what we're seeing across the country here in Alaska. You see the numbers are plummeting. Um, hospitals basically have almost zero, uh, COVID patients. Um, and, and there's a couple of reasons, um, either, either it's because of the 60 plus people who have been vaccinated. The other percentage of the people who actually have received COVID, including those who have been vaccinated. So, um, the variants aren't going to be, um, that difficult to overcome and, uh, masking is not, uh, having any effects on it. I just think it's funny to continue to watch this, uh, mass mandate. So I was hoping that uh, by the time we got to this section that we would say that the CDC and the TSA has removed it. Uh, they have extended it for another two weeks, which uh, has a lot of people on the left even freaking out. They're like two weeks. We're going to die if you lift it within two weeks. And uh, we're going to just uh, watch how it plays out. But I expect two weeks from now, it'll get extended again. Um, they cannot lift it. And uh, if you're political minded like me, um, it's going to hurt those who support this uh, mass mandate going forward. It's always good to end on a positive note and to end the Must Read Alaska show this week. Have to remember that we are fortunate for those of us who, who live in this great state of Alaska, that we get to raise our family in a beautiful state. Uh, the weather is changing, of course, drastically on us. Springtime is here. Uh, we're starting to see the uh, the grass and things will be greening up soon for us. Uh, Easter is here. Uh, so we need to count our blessings. And even though, um, even in this world of, uh, the political turmoil that we have, uh, a lot of us, especially Americans, we agree on most things. It's the, it's the smaller details that we disagree on. And that's where we need to have, um, the political discussion and have the discussion. And I guess what I, uh, is what I hope is that uh, at the end of the day, um, we do what's best for, for our country and our state. And, uh, we want to leave this place better than we found it and have a place for our families to be successful. So again, happy Easter. I am your host, James Basin. Again, please join us at the mustreadalaska.com website. Donate if you get a chance. 
We thank our sponsor, Charlie Pierce for Governor, and everybody have a great weekend.